Tonight, Fox presents a world premiere motion picture from the creators of the hit comic book series, The X-Men Comes Generation X. They've got the power. They've got the technology. They're the new generation of superheroes. And they're coming. To save the world. You can't win. I need some help out here, God! Get ready for Generation X on the Fox Tuesday Night Movie. Everybody, my name is Andrew, and I'm Mark, and you are listening to Television Movie Night. Mark, election day is over. We did it. We did it, everybody. Democracy is saved for the next two years, and then we can do it all again and hate each other even harder than before. Yep. I didn't even think it was possible, but it, we're gonna do it again, Mark. In two years. I'm excited. You're excited for the. I'm clearing my my Facebook page. Get out. I'm saying. Just throw it all out. I want only, I want n- only new garbage, to put angry on. garbage about politics. New political rants on my Facebook page. Just right. put whatever trash you got. I'll you, take it. Did they steal the vote in Oklahoma? Go ahead and put it up there. All right. Did George Soros fund uh, Baskin Robbins and some kind of liberal plot to get an additional flavor put on the board? Are Ben and Jerry's really alien subspecies? Put it up there. I Don't saw, care. I saw. I've got a. I've got a video here that says that they blink sideways. I am looking at something from Drudge mm-hmm. that says. Dem tears, dem tears, oh. and I'm like, I don't know what he's. I don't know if that's who's like, crying. If he's said Democrats or if it's or, some kind of racist like race, slang. It's probably both. It's a li- probably a little bit of both. Uh, but I'm excited for all it to all live on my Facebook page for the next two years as we rumble forward to the 2020 election, everybody. So just put it out of your mind. Bring, bring the snark. Bring you it know, all. I love snark. I love the phrase snark. All Tell right? me about how. Whatever happened to due process? Yeah, exactly. just give me that. I it, want it. I want it right here. Put it right in my tummy. Yep. All right. I'm pointing to my tummy, and as you he's can see. pointing at his chest. But sure. So. Well, Mark. Speaking of farts, uh, we uh, we're. <laughs> this is television movie. Night. <laughs> speaking of the biggest dump going into your ear socket. Television movie night, which is uh, a podcast where we watch made-for-TV movies. And we discuss them at length. This month, Mark, the month of November, we are talking about television pilots that failed, but only failed in terms of becoming a series. Right. They succeeded in all other ways. They succeeded in becoming a wonderful special that you and I are going to talk about. It became so good that we we can't not use this footage. No, it's it's in the can. It's got to air. It it has to air, okay? America needs this today. (laughs) Mr. Gorbachev, play this movie. I've been looking for freedom. That was the song that uh, Hasselhoff sang. Oh, when they were tearing down the wall. Yeah. Mark, this week, you and I watched something called Generation X. Generation X. Roll the clip. We already rolled it. We uh, rolled it at the beginning of the roll show. Roll it again. Roll, no, we're not rolling it. Don't. No, don't. You don't listen. You do not take cues from him. You take cues from me, all right? That's always been the rule. And which which cue are you telling them not to go with? The one where they 
No, no. Ah, you tricky. You tricky. You tricky. He, I saw the guy in the booth. He, he had his finger uh, on it. Mark, we watched Generation X, which aired on the Fox Network. We're going to talk about it in a little segment I like to call, which you fought against, but you got to still overrule. fighting against it. I like to call. Well, what do you know? Mark, Generation X, you saw the trailer that uh, we ran before the show. What did you think this movie was going to be all about? This is an X-Men movie. Uh, X-Men. Sort of, yeah. (laughs) This is an X-Men movie. The the Generation X storyline, for those who don't know, for those who only know about X-Men from... Yeah, the, the movies, the movies, and like that one cartoon, and that one cartoon, and that one Genesis game where you had to reset the console, mm-hmm. and the arcade game, and it was real confusing because it was like you got to reset the computer, and you're like, I, there's nothing there's to no, reset there's here, nothing to reset, there's no button on the controller, but you had to physically get up, walk over to the Genesis console, hit the reset button, but you only had to, you had to hit it very lightly because yeah. if you held it down, you reset the you'd whole reset the fucking whole game, but instead it's it just it, it's Dog dumb. Shit. It's dumb. Absolutely dumb. And then you couldn't even beat it if you played it on the Sega Nomad because there is no reset button, Mark. Think about that. Think about it, man. That's what I know about X-Men. Bad video games. Except for the one arcade game. All right, fine. Yeah, you can play as Archangel. Magnina says, welcome to die. All right, I get it. Yeah. All right, so what is Generation X? Uh, Generation X, uh, so for those who don't know, there you, you for, since the beginning of time, basically, mm-hmm. you've got... The X-Men comic book line. Yes. Then that made money. Then they were like, okay, what if we made more X-Men comic books? Uh, okay, I guess. How about one about kids? Ugh. Like, I love it. X-Men Juniors? Yes. Here it goes. No. Baby I... X-Men. Oh, no, no, no. Shut it down. I didn't approve any of this. <laughs> Just oh, cut to no, a big no. printing press. No, no stop no. it. No. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, baby, uh, baby Watchmen. Yeah, so there is one. There is a comic book called. I think it was just called Generation. I think it was X Men Generation, and that focused on on the Nexus, a uh, new class. He's trying to go back. Kids he gets into the Nexus. When you jump do, over Beast, you can. You don't get scared. You can wish. <laughs> yes, you can wish for whatever you want, and. It's like a Dickensian Christmas for some back reason. Further in time than like twenty minutes before. So Jean Grey is there, and she's she's like, "I'm here, but I'm not here." And he's like, "Okay." And, but then, like, is he? I'm a projection is of he you. Still in the but Nexus? I have information that you will need. So does that mean I always knew? But did, when he wished to be out of the Nexus, like, is he still in the Nexus? Why didn't you just? Why didn't you just wish for? Uh, the Nexus to never have existed, and then you can go back also and save possible. everybody as opposed to being like, well, I have to kill Malcolm McDowell. Alex DeLarge from Clockwork Orange. Uh, so anyways, that's what... That's, what's, that's, that's what, X-Men, what this, X-Men Generation is That's about. what X-Men Generation was. It's like a new class of kids, and it focuses on them, and they're being trained by... So it's none of the stars of X-Men. They're you, like, hey, <laughs> what about all the things that you... You, what you, about those ancillary characters? What about huh? all those people that you don't give a shit about? What if we made a comic book about them? Love it. And they're annoying. Yes. All right. Go. Woo. Uh, oh, wait. No. No, it's a, still a I bad idea. I was being idea. sarcastic. Oh, fuck. All right. So how do we get to Generation X then in the comic books? Is that it? Generation X, if I'm not mistaken, is just the name of this series. Oh, it's not the name of the book? I don't think so. Maybe there was one 
strain that was Generation so X. Because Generation X is, it means two things, you know? Because Generation uh, X is mm, mm, mm. popular in the 90s. That's, yes, that's yes. the new kids. They, uh, you know, their 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 parents are baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're into counterculture. Yeah, they're they into thumb vir- their nose. They're into virtual fighter. <laughs> love virtual they fighter. Love virtual fighter. Uh, yes. Wouldn't so, know a Max Headroom if you punched him in the face. So this is Baby X Men, according to the comic books. So basically, yeah. This movie is Baby X Men trying out something new. Mark, it's this- basically imagine all. Who are your favorite characters from X Men? Wolverine. He's not here. Cyclops. Nope. Beast. Nope. Jean Grey. Why would she be here? Uh, Professor X. Uh, okay. No. Oh. Um, so imagine that. Oh. Haven't you ever opened uh, an X-Men comic book and been like, I want less Wolverine. Iceman? No. Bobby's not there. Uh, Cy, uh, 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 Colossus. Couldn't get Colossus. Oh. So this is, and so that's what it is. That Imagine a TV version, live action TV version of characters that you don't care about okay. in the X-Men universe. All right. That's what this show is. <laughs> At least, well, maybe it's maybe it'll be better than that, Mark. Maybe their characters will learn to love. Yes, you know, we can't all, we, we didn't know all about Wolverine when we first saw him snick bub a guy. Right. So. It's all wonderful and new. We're, we'll try something new, Mark. Can't be all the same. Maybe they're all Wolverines, huh? about that you won't know until you watch mark generation x though aired on the fox network on february 20th 1996 it was the tuesday night movie of the yes, week yes it was something? tuesday night movie of the week this was written by eric blakeney 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 Bla- sure blakeney uh he wrote 21 jump street a couple episodes of that okay couple episodes of wise guys wise guy Remember that show? No. Cagney and Lacey. Then he wow. wrote a movie called Gunshy, starring, starring Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. And uh, Oliver Platt, I think, is in it? Yeah, sure. Great. He's like, he, he did Ready to Rumble, and he's like, yeah, I'll do a Gunshy. Sure, why not? This was directed by Jack Shoulder, who directed uh, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, number of Tales from the Crypt episodes? Okay, a, that's cool. A uh, Kyle MacLachlan film called The Hidden. Blue Velvet? Dune? And a little movie entitled Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Freddy's Revenge. Two. Number two. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I I am shocked that this is the same director who did Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Dream Universe stuff happening in this X-Men episode or TV movie. movie. Yeah. And uh, F- Nightmare on Elm Street 2 has... Almost no dream universe shit. Mm. It's it's notable because it takes place mostly in the real world. Yeah. Even though Freddy is a dream monster. Also notable for this, and it's the thing that I love about this movie, it is an LGBT, LGBTQ film, mm-hmm. but with a dream monster. Oh, so okay. So you have to imagine somebody turned in a, the script for Call Me By Your Name and some is this is it like a diehard situation where somebody turned to a movie something like and that i like, think we're making it into a freddy film yeah but if it, just imagine it's <laughs> like we got? We it's got... about a teenager who's coming to terms with his homosexuality and everybody's like i love it i love it what if there was a dream monster mm. well we'd have to rewrite it extensively no 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 no, no. Just, just if at the every five the the every 10 pages or so 
Freddy shows up. He just up. shows up, and he's like, you're on TV, bitch. And I, I, I don't think that's a good idea, but okay. I love that movie. I love it. Uh, again, aired in 1996, so here's what's on TV at the time. Beverly Hills 90210, The Nanny, Coach, Wings, News Radio, Friends, Seinfeld, ER. 1996 history, we have the Unabomber is arrested. Ted Kaczynski, turned in by his brother. Uh, Bill Clinton wins re-election here in these United States. That's uh, how they caught him, you know. The Bill Clinton won the election? No, that's oh. how they caught the Unabomber. His brother turned him in. Was that they released his manifesto, and his brother was like, oh, oh this sounds like Thanksgiving. sounds like old Teddy. <laughs> that's exactly what it, he was like. Oh, shit. I, uh, I was really hoping it wasn't him, but yeah. Here we go. No, I've... Yeah, I've heard all of this banging on about uh, anti-technology. Just, is there is there a chapter in there about how we need to bring back Mantis? Oh no, because yeah, he he had a he had a runner one Thanksgiving about wanting to bring back Mantis. Just really hung up on Mantis. Uh, the Olympics are held in Atlanta. The yeah. nineteen ninety six Olympics are There's held. A bombing in, there. Yes, there was. Tiger Woods makes his pro golf debut at the Greater Milwaukee Open. Oh, uh, yeah. 1986. <laughs> Doing my best. Uh, you're, you're poking me in the eye. Right. I don't know. Don't it's, like it's that. Fine. But, uh, the, and the Nintendo 64 is released. Goldeneye. 1996. Mario 64. Now, we're talking about X-Men, though. So something to consider when we're talking about this movie. So 1996, February 20th, 1996. The X-Men movie. Will come out four years later. Four years later in 2000. And even directed in, by Brian Singer, starring Hugh Jackman. Uh... Who who directed it? A guy. A guy. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, you, you don't know. You, you him. had mentioned a name. No, you you haven't. Do I heard know of anything him. about? You that? haven't heard anything oh, about okay. him. Okay. I feel like I've seen his. name. All he in... does is direct movies. He he does not have another life. I feel like his name has been in the headlines nope. though. I want to say I read it. Some... Hmm. I think you're thinking of Stan Lee. He was a producer. Oh. And uh, oh, okay. A lot of very positive things about him. Oh, okay. All right. Well, as long as there's no nothing awful about nope. the man who directed that movie. Nope. Or about a current movie he may have directed as well. Hasn't directed anything in a long time. No. Nope. No. I've, no. 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 Now I know that there's. I that name sounds familiar about a movie that is currently in theaters. You might be thinking of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He directed the, that, right? Isn't, it, isn't... L- allow me to answer your question. Okay. The cinematography. Oh. Is so good. Okay. So. And it, the it looks, music. The music. The writing. Powerful. What about the the, the acting, right? The acting? Romy Malcolm? What's his name? Rami? Rob Emanuel. Yeah, yeah. Is a revelation. Okay, well, someone would have to have told him how to act, right? Sure. Acting coaches. But usually it's there's like a directing element to it, right? Where you, you suggest filmmaking is a very collaborative process. But that man, everybody worked together. But that man that you had mentioned, go ahead and go 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 catch Bohemian Rhapsody, the feel good film of the year. If you're gonna watch the credits, close your eyes. Oh, for twenty seconds, right when the movie ends, then you can open them. Oh, and you can see everybody that was involved. Oh, okay, all right. Well, it's, it's, it sounds like a confusing instruction, but I'll take your word for it. Just, just let, just close your eyes and let the music wash over okay. you. Okay, and then open your eyes again. Uh, and then even looking at the uh, the the Marvel uh, Spider-Man slate. would come out two thousand well two thousand two. Well. Blade would be the first big oh, one in the fuck 90s. Yes, I 19, love Blade. 1998. So Marvel is like nowhere near the movie theater. They have the cartoon that's on Fox, they have the comic books, and now they have this. However, 
DC is in the theaters the year prior with something called Batman Forever in 1995, which, I, Mark, I want to say, I want to say... Might have influenced some may, aspects may of this movie. May have influenced this movie a bit. So we're going to jump right in, Mark. Act one. We open up. We're in a surgery room. And uh, uh, first of all, we get a... This movie starts the way that all great movies start. A dictionary definition. Mm. Mutant. Uh, thing that undergoes change. Mark, this is how Second. X-Men... This is how X-Men starts. Instead of a, but they're but instead they of that, it's a narrator. Yes, no, this it's is Patrick a, Stewart saying mutation is important. This is a this is a title card that lets us know what a mutant is, right? And then and that mutants are illegal in this universe. Yeah, but this is how this is how the X Men movie starts, Mark. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so you yeah, can't yeah. cry about it because it's nobody. Who's crying? I'm laughing. Oh, <laughs> I'm having a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Webster's Dictionary. Jack defines... Shoulder, you've done it again. Uh, we open up in a surgery room. There's a mutant strapped to a table. He's got like some kind of claw thing, and uh, the doctors around him want to cut open his head and get at his 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 precious precious brain <laughs> brain fluids. But right at the last minute, it is stopped by a blonde woman. We don't know who this woman is, right? You know, she's just this 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 fucking broad. This, so she comes this, busting this, in. She's just coming in dick first. Yeah, and she's like Mark Gonzalez is just oh. screaming at somebody. Screams at children. Kicks the door open, says, stop your fucking operation. Yeah. You're not going to cut this kid's head open. The doctor is revealed to be uh, Matt Frewer? Frewer. Matt, Matt Frewer. Now, From now, you might know who this guy is. A number of films. number of films. He was in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the, the Kids. Kids. He plays the neighbor. Uh, he was in, I want to say, Lawnmower Man. He's in Lawnmower Man 2. And most notably, at least in my mind, he is Max Headroom. Yes. He's the actor that plays Max Headroom. He plays Dr. Russell Russell Trash. trash. Not trash. 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 And uh, they're like, you stop that, Dr. Russell. You ain't going to cut this kid's head open. But then the government shows up really quick, and they're like, we're going to- We're arresting this, this mutant. This mutant is unregistered, and so we're going to arrest him, and he's going to go to jail. He's going to go to mutant jail. And- the blonde woman is like, hey, don't, hey, hey, don't take my mutant. That's my mutant. So she's like, don't do that. And then the guy that runs this medical research laboratory, whatever the hell, wherever the hell we are, comes in and is like, that's right, evil doctor. You're fired. You're fired. And they're like, he should go to jail. Right. The man's, a, he's a criminal. And they're like, no, no. He, he, was, he literally was going to cut that person's and then, skull and then he, open. And then he looks at him across and says, Diplomatic immunity. Ah, <laughs> motherfucker. It's just been revoked. Uh, so then Emma throws a hissy fit. She's like, you bitch. She says, you, you bastard. Fucking bitch. That's the woman's name. Emma Frost. The blonde woman. She uh, starts like looking and like wind starts It gets a little around, windier and, like, and lights start flashing. Oh, I don't like this. And then it stops and she's like, she points, right? Yeah. She's she like, yeah. She's like, think about that. Fuck you. And then she walks she out. storms off. And you're like, what the hell was, what? She's, she's mad. She's like, sure. Diplomatic immunity. Okay. But like, generally, if you're going to whip out your superpowers, you're going to do something with it. You're not just going to fuck. You're just, you're, she might as well just pushed over a table. She might as well have gone to the light switch and just yeah. turned it on <laughs> and off. <laughs> and been like, yeah. How do you like that? That's what you're going to get. fucking dick. We cut to then five years later. Some kid is going off to school. You know, they're packing his bags. He's like, "I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go, I'm going to school." A Hispanic teen. Yes, 
specifically, he's going to the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. All right. All right. All a right. name the we thing, recognize. Thing we know okay. he's going to see. He's going to see Professor Wolverine, X. Wolverine. Uh, Cyclops. Storm. Storm Beast. Uh, all your favorites. Toad. No. The mm. chicken one. No. Back up. Sabretooth no. will be there. No. He doesn't go to that school. Calypso. Again, I think that's a bad guy. Um, Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, Gambit. he'll be there. He'll yeah, like, Gambit's running the uh, the, see, the see softball team this year. Fifty-two card pickup. Uh, he gets in a truck, and his sister's like, "I'll miss you." And then his the, little sister grabs him, grabs his arm, but then the truck keeps going. And he's like, "Stop that!" He's like, "Stop!" Hey, don't do that. And then we turn. We find out that he's got really stretchy limbs. Right, but he's screaming. He it screams hurts like a big fucking puss. He's like, ah, Cause, cause his my little sister hurt me. Because his arm's all stretched out. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this this is our hero. That's right. His, get, his, get, get ready for his cowardly screams, yeah. everybody. His Your seven-year-old hero. sister just <laughs> hurt him. Great. Meanwhile, uh, Russell Tresh has landed on his feet in the private sector. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he has built a dream machine that allows him to get into people's dreams and uh, give them subliminal advertising and, and, and te- instructing them to go and do specific things, namely uh, buy lip gloss, play video games, cigarettes, and play Virtual Fighter. Right. Not any not any video game, Mark. Virtual, Virtual Fighter. Fighter for the Sega our, the stand-up arcade system and for the Sega Saturn. Now, we meet... Russell in his office, uh-huh. correct? Which is the most '90s office I've ever seen. It's got those uh, glass cubes for walls. Yeah, you know the ones that you can sort of see through, but not really. It looks yeah. like you're living in a giant shower. Yeah. Uh, his he some of his walls have red light on it. Mm-hmm. Some of his walls have green light on it. Yeah. You know. Some of them have disgusting yellow light <laughs> on his face. And, and uh, they couldn't afford a tripod with three level legs either, because everything's at a fucking Dutch tilt. They're yeah. just like, just clock that like 45 degrees and call it a day. Russell is wearing, I believe he's wearing the masks suit, correct? It's, it's are we pink. gonna talk? Are we gonna talk about how much he is playing Jim Carrey? Okay, so, in this movie. So uh, Matt Frewer is, he's a character actor, and he. He makes, can do it all. He makes big, huge swings in terms of his choices of this character. So, uh, if you saw Max Headroom, you know that there's a there's a, a element to it, all right? Yeah, a manic energy to that character. Well, when we said that uh, Batman Forever may have influenced this film, it's because Matt Frewer is, uh, he is, man, oh man, he is, they said, uh, are you going to play, you're going to do a Riddler, right? And he's like, I'm not going to do it. No, come on. come on! I'm gonna, get, I'm, I'm gonna making, bring it to life. I'm an actor. I read what's on the page, and I'm going to bring it to life. You, but you hired me. You know, you didn't hire Jim Carrey, right? I'm gonna do what Matt Frewer does. You hired me, Matt Carrey. Wait, what did you <laughs> say? Matt, 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 Matt Frewer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, he is doing. He's going crazy it, with the Jim Carrey on this. It honestly reminds me of my elementary school talent show performance where <laughs> I just did a Jim Carrey. Turn around and talk with your butt. I did talk okay, with my butt. Good. I did. Smart. It was the greatest hits, really. It, oh, good. Because <laughs> he's wearing 
the big huge suit that looks like uh, the, the mask suit. suit. The mask's big yellow suit. And he's doing the like big manic poses and voices and things that like Jim stretching Carrey his did. whole face out. Jim Carrey did in in Batman Forever as the Riddler. As also. Nigma. This is a big deal to me, and I don't know if you remember Batman Forever as as well as I do. This is what the Riddler does at the beginning of the movie. Yes. He when is, we meet him, he's, he's like, making, I have invented a device that you can read people's minds. Yeah, because he wants to, because then he puts it on the guy's forehead. Yes. Yeah. And his corporate boss, who in that movie is played by Egg Bagley Jr., mm-hmm. is like, let's keep this under wraps because it's fucking nuts and it's not what we're paying you for Mm -hmm. and then he kills him and then he kills him by throwing him out a window which is exactly what happens to this guy spoiler (laughs) well uh we cut to a happening arcade where virtual fighter is being played right uh matt frewer is there walking around smoking a cigarette and uh he sees that there's a girl there that's really into virtual fighters so his his stuff's paying off there's a girl in a very distinctive yellow jacket yellow jacket playing virtual fighter she's playing it so goddamn hard that sparks start shooting off of her and you're like well i think that's supposed to be jubilee from the show but i believe she's asian isn't she isn't her name jubilation lee yeah yeah, but, but this, no, this is, is the whitest is, white person is, I've ever whited. White, white lady. Well, uh, Sparks starts shooting off. Her security runs in, and they're like, hey, you can't be doing that. You're a mutant. You're, and those are illegal. Those You're, are going, illegal. To You're going to You're going into mutant jail. And uh, But she runs away, but then she's immediately caught. Yeah. Matt Frewer, though, is like, I want to I want to talk to that. I want to talk to that mutant. mutant. Give me that mutant. This is, jubilation, this is Jubilation Lee. This is Jubilee. Yeah. Jubilee, who's... So I hate this character. Lame. She's a lame character. She was lame in the cartoon, but I I understand it from the cartoon perspective that it's like you got dumb kids watching it and they're like, I don't don't necessarily, I can't necessarily relate to Wolverine. Yes. But I can relate to some dumb kid that's like, all I can do is shoot fucking fireworks out of my hands and it's really irritating. And get rescued by adults. Yeah. And so kids are like, oh, that's me. That's a good in point for a kid. They're like, I can relate to Jubilee. I'm always fucking shit up. And then some adult has to come over and bail me out. She's a big whiny brat and everyone hates her and she's annoying. Yeah. At least that's what my, uh, that's what my read was when I was a kid watching the cartoon. That's my read here as well. Yeah. She can shoot fireworks out of her hands. Uh, Meanwhile, Cerebro goes off at the Xavier mansion when Cerebro in Cerebro, this case. Now, Cerebro, now, if you think to yourself, man, I saw the X-Men movie. Yeah, I know what Cerebro is like. It's a big like. room. Big metal room. There's and a thing stark. that you put on your head. Professor X goes in and he puts it on his head. And, and it's then like you, it, you can see you can all the see every mutants in the world. In the entire world. And they're all in silhouette. And you can reach like out. smoke or can, something. Like I, I don't shadow know, realms. Uh, Cerebro, however, uh, is this, a bit scaled down. We in have this. recast Cerebro. Cerebro. Cerebro this time will be played by. There's some kind of gray box and uh, uh, a keyboard with some monitors. And for some reason, a large 40-channel mixing board. Yes. Audio <laughs> mixing board is how you control Cerebro. Yeah. You, 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 get the, you want the highs and lows, the gains. You know, you just got to... As we're recording this show, I'm looking at our, That's right. our mini Cerebro. Oh, I, I'm getting a I vision. I think it's a, it's a six channel. Channel four here. Crank the level on that. The EQ on them is so high. Yeah. You got to bring it down. Bring it down. There's too many mutants nearby. They are they are dev- they are uh, clipping like hell over here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The prop guy was like, here's your Cerebro. And Jack's shoulder's like, 
Fuck it, man. Right. I, it sounds great. <laughs> I, I, I've never. It's, it's just like I imagined. They're like, <laughs> Have you read one of the comic books? Nope. No, it's uh, roll them. Here we go. Where's Freddy? Oh, we're not doing <laughs> a Freddy. Not... Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I need, I need to grab a different book. But... <laughs> Back in prison, Jubilee's mom is yelling at her daughter for not saying anything about being a mutant. She's like, I didn't know you were a mutant. And Jubilee's like, I'm... we could have gotten out ahead of this. And she's like, where's dad? And she's like. Dad didn't want to be here because you're a mutant. Right. This is bad. You're you're bad. You're bad, girl. You're bad. Then she goes and talks to a cop. Yeah. Who explains that in this universe, mutants don't have rights. That's right. Mutants are, if they're discovered and unregistered, they are sent away to camps. And he's like, you'll get your daughter back someday. I don't know. Yeah. Baby want her bottle. Yeah. Uh. So then, he's like, "I wish, I wish my fucking brat was a was a mutant, paying fifty thousand a semester to send him to a private middle school. That's middle school. Yeah, think you, about that. You know when I had to interview for them to go to that fucking middle school when they were in the womb. All right. Yeah. Think about that. You're getting off easy. Those camps are free for you. Oh man." And the uniforms. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. That's the whole point of uniforms. So you don't have to pay for ritzy clothes. But guess what? If they ain't got the nicest looking uniforms, they're going to get made fun of anyway. Ooh. By their mother. She's a real battle axe. Fucking battle axe. Thank God I'm here and not home. I wish she was a mutant. Ship her off. Anyways. You see the, the ball game? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Your kid's going to be sent to a camp. Now, this is... I bring this up because it's super weird that... Like, so we have detainment camps in this? Like, are we going to see these? Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll see them. Okay, are they going to liberate one of the camps? Oh, yeah, I hope. there's a big, huge sweeping scene at the end. You're going to you're gonna love it, okay? You're going to absolutely love it. All right, Just I'm remember. looking forward to okay, that. Okay, all right. Well, back at the, back at the uh, mansion, Emma wakes up a banshee. She wakes up a doughy man with she, no shirt on. She's who's passed out drunk on the couch, right? In I, the living room? I guess. And she's like, wake up, lover. Wake, wake up, asshole. And and you said that you thought this was Wolverine. I, I was really hoping that this was Wolverine. I was like, yes. Doughy, ugly, unshaven asshole. Snick mama. I was, I was I was hoping I was if if they cast the guy, the tax guy from Bobby Earl. As Wolverine, then this mo- this movie has my money. <laughs> no, instead, this is Banshee, who's Irish. Irish. He does well. Mercifully, he only does his terrible Irish accent for like sixty percent of the movie. The rest of it, he forgets. There are times where he forgets, and he'll say like, "Now get out there and do the do the right thing, X Men." Uh, uh, boyos, boyos, uh, yeah, yeah tump them good. <laughs> and then you're, oh no oh god here we go well they she wakes him up and they're like we gotta go they gotta go pick up the the kid the stretchy arm camp from the bus station <laughs> in their fucking van apparently he couldn't i think it's a bronco right uh, or is it yeah, a van it, no it's some kind of yeah it's some shit box yeah. car and they're like we also gotta pick up we gotta this girl from prison swing by the jail and get this kid out of there uh the police say that the jubilee's unregistered uh, and there's a lot of purple and green outside of the uh the police the- station has green lights shining onto it yes and the steps have purple light shining onto it to the point where you're like what is going on it's a here fun house. why the why fuck is this, this happening 
outside Banshee and Emma Frost meet with the Jubilee's mom and they suggest, oh, well, we'll, we'll take your daughter to a wonderful school so she doesn't have to go off to a camp. Right. And uh, Banshee, I've noted here, Banshee sounds like the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. He, he does. doing his best. The uh, mom also channels uh, our parents where she's <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to pay how for much this. Is, how much is all it going right. to cost to keep right. my kid out of a death camp? Enough with the hard sell, all right? What's the right, price Let's get tag? back down to taxes here, all right? <laughs> Inside, Emma Frost. I either give you 10 grand or my daughter gets probably murdered in a death camp. <laughs> Talk about, well, my pocketbook's getting it's, murdered. It's your daughter or your money. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> inside emma frost uses her mind powers to get jubilee so everyone's got fucking mind. It does, all right, this so i thought emma frost controlled the weather like storm but she actually has mind powers yes okay that is from the comic books emma frost generally has mind powers mm-hmm. also every mutant almost every mutant also has some resilience level which means you could beat them up and they'll be okay mm-hmm but that's just a general thing. I don't think this one has that. Also, classic, classic 90s joke coming your way. She comes coming in. Coming so she, hard and fast. She marches up to the desk, and she uses her mind powers to fool the guy at the desk by saying, we're with the Mutant Bureau. We're going to get this woman, uh, Jubilee, out of your prison. I'm Officer Hootie, and this is my partner, Officer Blowfish. Huh? Ah! <laughs> Am I right? This guy. This guy. This guy's laughing. Oh, my God. Woo-hoo. So that joke on its own, I'm like, that's fine. That's okay. (laughs) Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? (laughs) I I guess they have to say something. But- they were so enamored with this joke that they, they use it six it. times. Yes, they use it again. Because every, every time she meets someone, she's like, yep, that's me, Officer Hootie. You won't guess this guy's name, Blowfish. Oh. Huh? Oh, we still like it, right? It's still funny. It's still funny. If it's they a- laugh once, I can say it again, and that, and it's still funny. It's a callback is what it is. That's just, good. That's just smart comedy, Mark. Huh, I've got here written, could they not get Jean Grey? That's the weird thing. Like they use the scrub. You could get anybody use, like, you want. Scrub league, because uh, that's the thing. They're not. It's not like it's not like the fucking uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe has gobbled everyone up, and they're like, well, only the Kingpin can show up in the Spider-Man films, but he can't show up in the Marvel films, and the X-Men can only show up with here, and Fantastic Four's got to be over here. No, you could use. Anybody you want. They could. They could have at this time because the Marvel properties were worthless yes so cheap and that they didn't even care if it was good or not which i think is the case with this we're like i don't know maybe it'll suck maybe it won't we got matt Frewer. he said he's gonna do a riddler no he said he promised me he ah oh. he told his, me he his, was doing a riddler promised me no riddler oh no i met him at the i was we were at the country club and he was like oh man oh, i'm gonna riddler God, all over this it. no i asked him specifically i said you're not gonna do a riddler right and he, he swore to me he looked at me right in the eye and he's like I'm not gonna do a Riddler, but he was talking with his butt. Now that I think about it, oh. uh, that's I guess you know what it is less of a Riddler, more of an Ace Ventura. Yeah. So yeah, grays here, like shades of gray. Uh, yeah, they could have gotten anyone they wanted. Said they went, they went with the Scrub League. They went with fucking Gene. They went with uh, knock Emma off Frost, Gene Gray, knock Emma off Frost. Emma Frost, uh, and then 
they Banshee. Banshee, who's just like, I don't know. He's I don't know who this guy is. He's some fucking guy and he's got an Irish accent. Those are the two things that I know about him. All yeah. Right. And he's like, he's he's doughy. Yeah. <sighs> While they're out, they go pick up the kid, the stretchy kid from the bus station. His name is Angelo Espinoza. He is a young Hispanic he's male. He's a no- young Hispanic male. And he will remind everyone of that through all of his dialogue. As much as possible. Where he says stuff like Holmes and Vato and Barrio. And you're just like, ooh. Well, uh, back at the um, back at Russell Tresh's place, he wants to get a mutant brain to make his brainwashing thing even better than his dream machine. He says, well, I need a machine to do this. But if I get a mutant brain, I can do whatever I want with this you can somehow you can set it off and make set it and forget it set it and forget that's it. that's what i always say about mutant brains but his boss wants him to play it cool his boss is like hey asshole we're getting paid to make a dream machine please do that also we're going into a board re- meeting i know you've got a lot of energy <laughs> i know you're very excited i've got this great material where i i say uh Hello, Satan, and I like do a thing, and then I like flip around. I'm, I'm wondering. Dre- I'm wearing a tutu while I'm doing it. I'm wondering. Okay, is it possible for when we have this board meeting? Mm-hmm. And again, I love your ideas. I, I love I, your energy. I, thank you. Thank you. Is it possible to not mention to the board of directors mm-hmm. that you're in the process of finding a child? Yeah. So that you can cut her head open uh-huh. and take her brain out. Well. You always want to think what the next step's going to be, right? I'm not they're saying... Gonna, here's what they're going to say. They're going to say, I love the dream machine, but what's next? What have you done for me lately? Exactly. And you're going to say... I want to cut open a mutant's head and take their brain and use it on a national scale to make kids play Virtua Fighter. Well, when you say it like that, actually, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is pretty good. Also, I'm dressed like Fire Marshal Bill. Is that an issue? That should be fine. Okay, great. At the school, Emma Frost... This is a weird scene. Uh, I feel like they were sexing the stuff up just to sex it up, right? The Emma Frost, this is weird. That's her costume. Yeah. In the comic books. Uh-huh. Uh, but nobody tried it out to be like, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. She's she... going to look like she's wearing a white bustier and nothing else. And they're like, should be fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And she's like stomping around wearing this. You think, eh. no, the, this, the scene is weird because they're like, well, uh, you you got You're coming to the school, but we got to scan you guys for for oh, this was terrible. or something. I this was so awful. So she tells uh, Jubilee, she's like, "Why don't you take off all your clothes? Take your fucking clothes off and go behind this thing, and we're gonna digitally scan you." She's like, <laughs> "So that we can make toys?" <laughs> I guess she's like, "Well, I'm just a." I'm like a 17-year-old woman. Yeah, uh, I'm a young girl. Uh, I met you two nights ago when you broke me out of prison by lying. So I guess I'll take off all sure. of my clothes. And uh, so she starts. She takes off all. She takes off her clothes. Meanwhile, Espinoza is like is in the room, in the staring room, at like, her, giving her the eye. And then Emma Frost is like, "You're up next, hombre." Oof. And uh, th- this scene does it. It, it, it serves no purpose. It serves no purpose because you're thinking, all right, maybe Espinoza. And Jubilee are like an item, and they like make eyes at each other. It's like that scene in Enterprise. Do you remember this scene in Enterprise where they all have to shower together in like the first fucking episode of that show? No. There's a scene where they like go to like a toxic cloud, okay, something or other, and they're like, "Oh man, we're covered in toxic cloud stuff." So they had to take off all their clothes and shower together. 
No, <laughs> it's not, not ringing this, any bells. None of this is I think registering. This is the pilot of the of Enterprise. I think you might be thinking of Starship Troopers. I'm not thinking of Starship Troopers. I believe this is an Enterprise. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't lead to anything other than it's like, well, we saw somebody's bare back uh, outside. There's some very 90s looking guys who are playing football. Well, it's the other students at the school. They're playing with a football. They're not really. I don't know if this counts football. as football. There's only like six people. So uh, we got uh, we got a lady. We got two guys. There's another lady. Uh, so uh, Espinoza and uh, Jubilee start to play as well while they're playing around. Espinoza's arm gets uh, hooked under some guy's uh, arm as he's running away. His arm gets stretched again, all right? right. And he screams in pain. And I've, and I've got here in parens, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Your heroes, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone gets into a fight for some reason because he got a stretchy arm all stretched out. Yeah, and I guess he doesn't like that. So then the other guys are like, well, we're going to beat gonna, you we're up. Gonna beat you up. Banshee, then there's a dog pile. Then Banshee comes out and, and says... Break it up, you hooligans. Hoy. And then he goes, ah, he yells, mm-hmm. which causes things, people, to like move. wind yeah. gets blown or something. And then he, he's like, well, all right. And then he walks My away. My job as a like, teacher is done. Right, that scene's over. In the dorms, Jubilee talks to some girls who say, this girl's like, I'm the best and I'm awesome. And she's like a big bitch. Yeah, she's kind of rude. Yeah. And I like the jubilations like, so your power is... You're you're a bitch. You're a big bitch. <laughs> She's like kinda. They also learned that uh, one of the girls in the football game is very self conscious about her body because she's really strong and muscular. She's wearing very baggy uh, sweatpants and uh, right. sweatshirt. She, which um, and we're told that her body is weird. Yeah, she and got I'm a, like, she got what weird, does that mean? She's got a weird body. She's it's like she she looks weird. She's a weird body very self-conscious about it because she's a teenager you see mark sure. something we can all relate i to. can relate to that espinoza meanwhile that, that's always been my problem is that i'm like huh, i'm too muscular too like people don't like it that's people what, get very intimidated they're always talking about why, uh, look at that big buff guy they're like there. why is mark why is mark in the pool with his shirt and jeans on and they're like well he's self-conscious because he's so muscular and I don't think that's true. I think he's. I think he's drunk. <laughs> he's got his phone in his pocket. He's trying to talk on it. Uh, Espinoza is talking with the bros there at the school. Uh, one kid says that he can uh, get really strong. He can absorb whatever he touches, and he kind of turns into that. So right. if he picks up a stone. He has the strength of a stone, and the the intelligence <laughs> of one. The kids start their classes and they start learning about psychic powers in the dream world. Yeah. So we get like a montage where they're like, all right, dreams are like this, man. Day one of classes, Emma is like, all right, some of you have psychic powers, but you all probably got psychic powers. We all got psychic powers. All you got to do is close your eyes and focus on them psychic powers, and then you got psychic powers. Congratulations. Isn't there a boner joke in here, too? Yes, there is, where she... uh, she says, How am I supposed to relax and concentrate? She's like, think of it like you're playing with yourself. And it's like, oh! Jesus, what kind of school is this? His bow tie started spinning. It's a whole thing. 
Yeesh. Then they also learn about Cerebro, and they're like, so if you want to pot up uh, Channel 2, you have to turn <laughs> Just, this dial. Yeah. You don't want to go too high. Once you start hearing it crackling, you see that red light. That's too high. Dude. Yeah, you, you want about you want about zero dB if you. Yeah, but it, when you see it dancing, it's okay if it's in the yellow. That's generally where you want you can it. Actually, kind of play with it. You should ride the board as it's going up and don't, down. Don't don't put it in the reds. One of the cool guys blows up a TV with his laser vision after seeing some old guy on it talking about eradicating mutants. He's a cool guy because he wears sunglasses. He wears sunglasses, and he's not Cyclops. No, that is. I want to be very clear here. Not Cyclops. He's a cool guy. Cyclops is not cool. Not cool. No. He's not a cool guy. Uh, I mean, Stretch Armstrong tries his hand at Cerebro, uh, and he fails because he's like doing training where like the thing's going cuckoo bananas. Well, and it's Cerebro like, is also the like is like the security the security. System. So it's by Brinks, Cerebro by Brinks, <laughs> and they're like, they don't have a Cerebro. They just paid for the sticker that yeah, they put it, by exactly. your door. They're, yeah, they, they stole that sign from somebody else. Uh, he fails his training, and the, I've written here, this entire thing looks like a mid-90s cereal commercial. You know, it's like they're in that library, <laughs> the and they're like... extreme cereal. They're like, parents just don't understand what Apple Jacks is all about. <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat cereal in a library? <sighs> Stretch Armstrong and Jubilee talk about why they want to get into dreams. They, both of them are interested in this dream and dream travel, all right? right? Stretch uh, Espinoza says, I hate life. I hate life. I want to get away from here. I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. away. He's basically, he he's one step away from, if if the, if the instead of going to Cerebro class, they're like, all right, open your history textbooks. So this is what the opium wars were. He'll be like, I need opium. <laughs> I want to close my eyes just and just drift just, away just because I hate being alive. Meanwhile, uh, Jubilee wants to find out what why her parents got th- they left her. Why? Well, that's a fair question because one minute she's in prison, and the next minute Hootie and the Blowfish come, and they're like, "Hey, your parents don't want you. You're coming with us." <laughs> I don't know. This is all setting up some kind of like teenaged angst. angst sure. Yeah. Whatever. Parents don't get me. They don't. T- they they think they're trying to protect me, but they're just lying to me. Who knows? Uh, back at uh, Russell's place, he uh, explains that he has a bone to pick with Emma Frost for embarrassing him some years ago. And he says the word bitch a couple times. He's yes. He's doing like a Jim Carrey again. Yes. These are really short scenes. Back but, at the. But there's a lot of them. Yes, there are. They stack them up. Is, back are at... we coming up on our favorite scene? Or did we didn't pass it, did uh, we? No, we have not passed okay. it yet. No, oh, trust me. <laughs> Uh, ba- back at the uh, uh, back at the mansion, Banshee lets the kids take the car out to go to town, and you know, be kids, do have kids fun, shit. blow up things with your eyes, you know, that kind of try on some the, clothes, you know, all that, all the fun stuff. Get it's a milkshake, like, you know, pretty woman walking down. The no, yeah, exactly. No, no. They, they, and then they go back in the dressing yeah. room. Yes. Um, in town, Buff, who's the strong, muscular woman tries on some clothes and we see that she's buff in one of your favorite shots. This is one of my favorite shots. So Jubilee is like, try on these skimpy clothes. And Buff is like, I can't wear those. I'm, my I body's too I weird. Wear that. I can't pick that up. <laughs> I can't pick that up. Those are two things that don't go together. 
Um, yeah, she's like, so I got, I got like, a weird body, and she's like, do it anyway, asshole. Just, she's yeah, like, put it on, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Try, Go it. in the room, take your clothes off. I thought that this is this is how I have learned to meet new people: is you meet them and you, you tell, tell them to you take tell their them clothes to go off behind a curtain and remove their clothes. So she's like, fine. So she goes into the dressing room and she... She takes off her she, shirt. So the actress... In the wide, okay, in the wide shot. In the wide, she starts to take off her shirt. The actress reaches, she grabs the bottom of her shirt. She starts to lift it up over the top of her head. We cut to an extreme close-up of a back. A back, like an incredibly muscular back. An incredibly back. muscular back. Then we cut back to the wide and we see that... Uh, Jubilee has come into the room. Yeah, Jubilee unannounced. Also, Jubilee also just Rude. stomps in. She's like, "Hey, I know you don't. I know you got a body issue, but I don't give a shit. I'm coming in here right now." Hey. <laughs> so then, Buff t- l- turns around and is like, "Hey, my weird body!" But now we're in the wide shot, and you're like, "That's what I used to say in gym <laughs> class as well." As I was getting ready for gym, I would get there 45 minutes early, and if someone came into the locker room, I'm like, hey, my weird body. So we're in the wide, and we can see that it's just a normal person's body. Yeah. But she's like, so was she thinking about a muscular back? Is that why we got that close-up shot? No, that's, of a totally no, different back. No, that's her back. No, it's not. We can see it's not. That's her back. It's her, that's her back. It's fine. Stretch Armstrong is meanwhile is making some eyes at some townie girls that are, uh, you know, who make it clear that they are not they interested. They are not interested in this man. He is. They think he's weird. He's a creep, and he's just kind of looking like a weird creep. And right. He's being creepy. <sighs> so then, meanwhile, uh, Laser Eyes is talking to his friend, and he's like, "Hey, do you think Buff is hot?" And his friend's like, "I." No, her body's weird. He's like, <laughs> I've never seen it, but her body's weird. And he's like, I think she's, she's hot. She's weird shit that does weird shit during so, the day. So now we've got that character figured out. He's yeah. like, I don't care. I think she's hot. She's, she's, she, you know, she's, he's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird that like when she's wearing, like even with frumpy clothes, I can tell that she's like a, like a skinny average sized woman. But right. then for some reason she keeps telling, I thought it was going to be like a baby doll situation where she thought she was really buff and had like body dysmorphia where she looks fine. Right. But she's like, oh, I'm so, I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm so strong. And she's like, can't, she's actually of average strength. <laughs> yeah, she tries to pick up a car. She's like, I can't do it while you guys are watching. <laughs> this car is too heavy. <laughs> like it's a toy car. <laughs> it's Jeez. plastic. Uh, <laughs> yes. So they go to a diner and they are all hanging out and being kids. And Stretch Armstrong comes in, and the townies are like that creepy guy. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> girls point at him and they're like, "That guy's creepy guy and weird." Following, and us. he's staring at us. And so the the big the one of the one of the, the big, jocks, the big one of the towny jocks, invites him over, and he's like, "Hey, I want to tell you something." And he just puts a thing in his face. <laughs> he puts a Sunday in his face. Shoves his face into a Sunday. And then the guy runs out, and then they're like, "Oh man!" But Honestly, if the guy was like, hey, man, I, I want to tell you, you're making my friends very uncomfortable. Yes. I just want to let you know this. Like, would he still be an asshole? Obviously, he's an asshole because he's like, he put his face into some a Sunday. But honestly, the way the guy was acting, Espinosa's acting. He's uh, being he's creepy. He's being a creep. And you need to do something about that. Well, thankfully, uh, 
there will be nothing that Espinoza does from now on that's problematic or creepy no, or weird. No, he's, so he's I think on he's the learned his narrow. lesson, he's on the and narrow. we as an audience can really get behind him as a hero. Back at uh, the mansion, Espinoza uses uh, Cerebro to hack the Gibson, and he tracks down a dream machine that somehow is on the grounds here at uh, right at uh, the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Which we don't. I don't think we mentioned this. This is the same set. From all the movies. Yes, this is, when you think of the Xavier Mansion, this is the same this exact, the exact mansion that thing, they use. Which is so weird. Yeah, it's, it looks like that they, they made their own home movie on like a real movie set. It, yes. <laughs> it's like they bought the, how, remember you could buy the, like how to build the Enterprise set in your garage? Yeah, and people started building and them in their, like, their living rooms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is, um this thing this dream machine is also being pitched at a board meeting that's taking place at what looks like a mall it's happening in a food court uh where uh russell is is he's like i'm not gonna do a riddler i promise you i'm not doing a riddler in this uh he goes and he says russell me this i said i asked you not to say that i said please that doesn't even make sense it barely makes sense when he says riddle me this (laughs) So he says, I want to show you that this dream machine works. Andrew, this is the best. This when is the it best comes scene. to great you talk about great cinematic great scenes. Boardroom scenes. You think the Hudsucker proxy? You think I mean it's not quite a boardroom, but businessmen scenes. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yes. Hudsucker proxy, as you said. You think um I am God from Malice with Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Great scenes. All great scenes. And this one. And this one. Add it to the pantheon of great boardroom scenes because Russell comes in and says, my dream machine works and I'm going to prove it to you. All right. I've went in and I looked into all of your dreams and I've got dirt on all of you. However, I've also given you a bit of a hypnotic suggestion. When it turns 10 o'clock, all of you are going to have a gastric explosion. So, you know what that means, everybody. Then we look at we a, cut the to big the clock. clock. The clock is, is ticking away. Tick, tick, tick. Everyone's sweating it out. Oh, no. I hope I don't have a gastric, gastric explosion. explosion. 10 o'clock hits. And then guess what happens, Mark? Everybody shits themselves. No! No, they do not shit themselves. Andrew, were you watching the same footage I was watching? Those people were shitting. Mark and I talked about this scene before we got on air, and... Mark is convinced that they shit themselves. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you as the voice of reason and the voice of truth. Yeah, you're right. That would be absurd. That when 10 o'clock strikes. What happens at 10 o'clock is. Everybody farts. Everybody. There's a bunch of men and women around this table and they're like, oh, they all grab their stomach and then they act embarrassed because they all fart. What and, I like, and Russell makes a a, a like a oh, pu pu. It stinks motion with his face and his hand, and I'm like, I'm glad Fart Friday. I'm glad still alive. Finally, there's a movie that, that tells <laughs> this tale that needs to be told. But here's what I love: somebody loaded up the Fartron Five Thousand. There's I think eight board members, mm-hmm. and to to show that Russell isn't a liar because he could have just gone into two people's dreams. Sure. They show us a close-up of every person farting. Yes. So it's close-up. Wide shot. Close-up. Two shot. Close-up again. 
and you're just yeah, watching this, yeah. and you're like, I get it. When they carted it out in the edit, they're like, okay, so these are going to be really fast, really fast scenes, you know, very frenetic. And then when we get to the fart scene, we're going to let it we're let, it, let play. it play, man. Just let it breathe. Just, we want to see them embarrassed all that they all just shitting them farted, all right? They didn't, so, shit them, they didn't shit themselves. There would be a much bigger panic if they all shit themselves, They right? look panicked. Because they were farting. So then, <sighs> yes. when I saw this scene, I texted Andrew. At 10 o'clock, you're all going to poop yourself is a great boardroom negotiations <laughs> tactic. Yeah. The next time I get called in to, like, get yelled at, I'm going to say, well. Well, if you, uh, I have news for you. I've got news for you. In 12 minutes, you're, gonna, you're all going to fart. You're all going to fart really loud. And now let's sit here and wait. Oh, man. Oh, man. So did he schedule his presentation yeah, what at 9.55? What if they ran late or they got pushed to the next day? Yeah. They're like, he's like, I got to go back in and tell, I gotta him, to tell him to fart, fart again. again. I got to tell you to fart in 40 minutes. Great. Uh, So the board. Shockingly, this technique doesn't work. No. the Later on, we, um, we see that the, his boss is in this meeting without Russell and uh, and without clean underwear. <laughs> there's a big bin in the side. Yeah, just just <laughs> shit-filled pants and underwear. There's a, yeah, there's a janitor like, just comes in, leaving. looks around and says, "I quit." <laughs> they say they want to call the police on Russell. They're like, <laughs> "This guy is crazy. He made us all fart." Which is this is the scene that you want in every oh, movie with like a terrible super villain plot where they're like so so that was weird right that we all farted that we all farted and he seemed really proud of it and he, and i, I like, think i think maybe we should at least slash his funding budget then he turned right around and started talking about the duck factory which again i uh it's a it's a jim carrey show that was on in the 80s he told he he said we'll be once bitten by the end of this, he said, "Earth girls are easy," I and I was like, like "That I, it doesn't make any sense." Are you I don't sure know he what... were in that one? <laughs> well, it turns out that this is actually a dream that his boss is having, and Russell is inside it. It's a guilt dream, right? Uh, but um, uh, Russell is like, "I'm not mad at you. In fact, why don't you get up on this table with me and?" In this dream world that we're both in, I can show you how you can do whatever you want you here. You can fly. You can fly like a bird. And so he walks towards the end of the table, and then we cut to the his actual, his boss's actual apartment as he crashes through a window and dives out of it and dies. Right. He dies. So it's established it's a, that... We're doing a Batman forever. Again. We're doing... Everyone get... Ed Bagley Jr., Jumps out. Surf's up, big kahuna. Yeah. Ooh, he messed up the landing. They may have to settle for the bronze. <laughs> That's the line. It's terrible. Meanwhile, back at the uh, mansion, Jubilee and Stretch Armstrong fuck around with the dream machine. Jubilee goes to look at her dad's dream, try and figure out why he left her. He didn't come she to the jail. Go to a prison camp and get executed. But then she runs runs into Russell there, who acts like a big creep towards her. Right. She comes out back out of the machine, 
And she's like, like, it's all scary in there. Weird There's happened some in weird there. Jim Carrey esque man. I don't know. It, oh, looked man. Like, it looked like Jim Carrey, but it wasn't. And I was at my grandmother's house, but that was only on the first floor. The second floor was a school that I went to. I got I gotta stop watching and living color before I go to bed. <laughs> there was a tornado outside. Uh but uh She's crying about it, and then Stretch Armstrong's like, well, my turn. Get out of the way. <laughs> so he shoves her out of the way, and he's like, I'm going to use the dream machine. And she says, where are you going to go? And he says, I'm going to go scuba diving with that townie girl in her dreams. Mm. And, and she doesn't have any problem like, with this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the thing with the dream machine, to be clear, is that it's like the Matrix, where you got to come out... The way that you came in, you can't just unplug yourself or right. you go catatonic. You're stuck in the dream world. So Stretch Armstrong goes to creep on this girl, but runs into Russell as well, who uses his subliminal messaging uh, to uh, to help Stretch here get with this girl. Which Russell says, that girl who thought you were a creep and whose friend had to step in and defend her from you. And shove your face into an ice, an ice cream sundae, and hopefully you got the message, but you didn't. But you didn't because you're fucking hung up on this girl. Also, did you stare at that woman while she was getting naked? Is that something? I, 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 I didn't want to talk to you about that, but I heard. Because <laughs> that was like a medical examination. You, you shouldn't you have been sh- in there. You shouldn't have been in the room. You shouldn't even know what's going on yeah, in there, but you just stuck are around. There, are there HIPAA laws that come into play when you're fucking at the Xavier school? This sounds like a madhouse over there. <laughs> So then they're not doctors. No, they're just teachers. They can't tell you to take your clothes off. Imagine you go into math class and they're and then, like, we're looking for lice. Take off your clothes. All right. Welcome to Algebra 2. Everybody take your clothes off. We have to do an exam the, first. The teacher told me to take my clothes off. Tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> they can't tell you to get naked. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. All and, right. And Russell, want... Russell's like, and I know they actually got doctors over there. Those two, they ain't doctors. Also, I have news for you. You do have lice. So what was the point of any of it? She's like, this is some heady stuff for a dream. Dropping a lot. I oh, mean, I just wanted to perv on a girl while she slept. <laughs> this is my time. Oh. Uh, yes. Russell uses, he's, he, he, Tells him, look, I can tell this girl whatever you want me to tell her. And then when you wake up, she's going to be in your pocket, man. She's going to be right there with you. All you got to do is just go talk to her. It's really pervy and creepy, and it made me feel uncomfortable. However, while this is all going on, uh, the police show up at Russell's place. And they're like, that's right. This is the man that killed that other guy. This is the guy that made those people fart. <laughs> what are they arresting him for exactly? Yeah, making them fart. That's that's against several city laws. That's, there's there's we don't have a law in the books it's yet, a, this is but a, this is a, we're gonna. That's a class three felony. Making a guy fart. You yeah. make him shit himself. They knock it up to class two. Jeez, you should have just sold heroin. Crying out loud. <laughs> oh, you're going away for a long oh, time. Yeah. Uh, but they just yank him out of the machine. It was in a food court? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. That's... I wouldn't want to be you, buddy. And the evidence is all stacked up in a garbage can. Made that ah. guy quick because <laughs> he had to pick up all those shitty pants. <laughs> uh, they yank him out before he's ready to go. And he basically almost falls into the abyss because it's like, oh, my God, you can't do that. It's like the Matrix in here. Yeah. I'm doing a Matrix in here, so man. He get... So they disconnect his brain. Yeah. So then he starts falling through hyperspace. But Stretch... And he's like, ah! Stretch stretches his arm, grabs him, brings him back to the dream world. So he's stuck in the dream world, but at least he's not just floating through the abyss Through forever. nothingness, yeah. 
So uh, he says, "Thanks, buddy. I owe you one. Uh, I'll I'll do my uh, I'll do my." Me, myself, and Irene impersonation, <laughs> if you want. Name's Hank, fuckface. <laughs> rather you didn't. At, uh, so, um, so you got that going on. The cool, cool Cyclops back at the mansion decides to ask Buff to go to the carnival with them. Right. And she's like, you're only going to make fun of me because I'm Buff. Because <laughs> my body's weird. And he's like, no, he's like, I, I dig you. He's like, I, that later, yeah, but like for now, no, we'll go and we'll we'll we'll. we'll... He, he should have been like, well, I am a teenager, so <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna be shitty regardless. Probably. <laughs> so they go to the carnival. Oh, I hate carnivals. I I'm gonna tell you that right now, Mark. Hate them. You don't like them? They're gross. Nothing good happens in them. What are you talking every about? Every time you go to every time you see a movie where they're like, we're going to the carnival, something awful always happens. No, you go to a carnival. Carnival, you get a funnel cake. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, start walking around. Strangers try to impress you by punching a punching bag. Yeah. And then you say, let me show you how it's done. And, and then, then you, you break you the punching break bag. It, and they're like, oh, and you get a big teddy bear. Which she shouldn't have gotten a big teddy bear. They should have just been like, well, you broke it. So that's a zero score. He wins. <laughs> it's like, if you're like, I'm really good at chess. Oh yeah. Watch this. And, you and then the- you kick the board over. You didn't just win chess. You just fuck the thing up. That's kind of, that's my strategy. It's like, uh, Rook, <laughs> Rook to seven F. And then I kick the board right, right. out of the table. I, I like to go with the much more subtle sneezing and then knocking everything over. <laughs> oh, now we'll never know. At the carnival, stretch sees the girl that he's after and starts talking to her. She says she feels like a bitch for not stopping the whole push your face in a Sunday thing. She, yeah. So now this is this is one of the scenes that I love because I think it does encapsulate. I think it does capture something about being a teenager, mm-hmm. where neither one of you know how to talk to another person. So you go up to each other and you just talk about yourself. <laughs> so she's like, "Remember that time that my friends shoved your face into a thing?" And he's like, "Yeah." Uh, I felt bad about that because I knew they were going to shove your face into a thing. Oh. And then he's like, oh, that reminds me of this time when I was, I'm Hispanic, you may have noticed. So I'm in a street gang. And uh, <laughs> one of the kids that moved in next door got jumped into the gang, but I thought he was too young. So I told my fr- my homies, yeah, hey, don't beat up that kid. So they beat me up. And she's like, man. I hate clicks. <laughs> and he says, well, I was talking about rampant street violence, but sure. And then they start to walk away and he's like limping. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a permanent. <laughs> it's like, can't fully close his hand anymore. Right. Somebody throws something and he tries to catch it, but he, his arm only goes up <laughs> like part way. It's, ah, yeah, clicks are the worst. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Big scar across the back of his head. Where are you? How are you fixed on kidneys? Do you have an <laughs> you extra got, one of those? Three, chips? maybe? Because I only got half. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in uh, they they walk around the carnival. So it seems like uh, Russell wasn't lying. Yeah, he, Russell he, managed to Russell psychically trick this woman into uh, going out with this weird, creepy guy in a car. The cool guy and Buff start making out, but then oh yeah, he gets weird. She out. says, "Take off your sunglasses. Take off your sunglasses. I feel like I'm making out with Quentin Tarantino." <laughs> Oh yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it is the nineties, isn't oh, it? Oh boy. Jeez. Well, would you have preferred Jack Nicholas? 
Nicholson. Jack Nicholson would have been. Who else is known for wearing sunglasses? Uh, Roy Orbison. Uh, the Terminator. That's fine. All right. I feel so like I'm making out oh, with the, the Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Okay. Do can we can we roll that again with the Terminator line? No. We don't have time. Okay. Fuck no. It. All, All right. right. It's Quentin that's Tarantino. That's good. As, uh, as as everyone remembers, they always walk. He's always walking around with sunglasses. Everyone's yeah, like, yeah, that's Quint- what he's known for. He's known for his sunglasses. Uh, uh, so he, he says, sure. He takes off his glasses. But then he looks down and he, we hear like a weird noise. Right. And he gets really freaked out about it. And he's like, all right, we, I got to go. Bye. Let's find our, let's find our male friends and walk away. So he's like, oh, okay. So while, what did you think was happening here? I thought he was having like either some kind of psychic vision mm-hmm. or his boner makes a weird, like pulsing electronic <laughs> noise. <laughs> like... <laughs> Dogs start howling. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> like an wow, airplane wow. crashes in the background. <laughs> Everyone's radios start going crazy. <laughs> the the tilt world starts spinning up really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put my dampening shields back on. Yeah, bats are like crashing into each other. <laughs> yeah, birds just fall straight so out of the sky. Work anymore because of his boner. Uh, so. I had forgotten that he has, he claims to he have claims x-ray to have vision. x-ray vision, but so everyone thought it was full of shit. I thought that, because he's looking down. He's looking at, like, the floorboards. I thought he set his pants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> and when I thought that's what it was, I was like, man, to be a teenager. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, you said you're making out with a chick and your pants your catch on fire. <laughs> pants explode into flames. Boy, a tale as old as time. If I had a dollar for oh, every time geez. they had me in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So they leave. He goes out and he talks to his other buddy who can turn into stones or some shit. Yeah. And he's like he's like, Yeah, I was making out with Buff and and my x-ray vision turned on. So I looked at her leg and I thought I saw could- before she say before they can finish. Yeah, I could see through her clothes. Buff overhears this and gets very offended. Buff he, doesn't overhear it. He's like right Buff st- is standing like in front of him all of a he's, sudden. He's, it's like if you were in a conversation with three with two other people and you slightly turned yourself to the right <laughs> and you're like, "By the way, I was making out with her and and then she's still right there." She's right. like and then you turn back to her and it's like, "So how are you doing?" <laughs> Sorry uh, that we stopped talking for a second there. And she's like, no, you're talking. I heard every word. So, it's, so she gets mad. She gets so then mad Muscle that... Friend is like, there's only one thing to do. Let's get fucked up. <laughs> Which again, when you're when you're a teenager, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that seems They're going right. to go behind and just huff paint. Uh, so he saw like her, her, her leg. She's that bent on a shape. She's like, ah, oh, you saw my leg. You dickhead. Right. My weird body. And, well, again, again, again. I guess that's me in high school. <laughs> this is a more relatable movie than we thought <laughs> Hold it was. Hold on a second. All right. Buff calls him an asshole. A fight breaks out between the townies and the mutant kids. After one of the townies calls the Stretch Armstrong a, a retard. retard. He mm. says you go to that special school. You go to the juvie school. You go to juvie, and then he's like, it's not juvie. juvie. He's like, oh, it's a special school. Then he starts doing a voice. I'm not going to replicate the voice. Let's. Mark, why don't you give us the voice? Oh, no problem. Okay, it's. Oh, so you are special student. (laughs) No, no, all right, stop. uh, (laughs) That makes me more uncomfortable. It's not an emodian. (laughs) 
I can't. <laughs> I shoot them or something. Uh, yeah, he starts doing a voice, calls him a retard, calls him a retard a couple, a couple of times. times. And starts doing a voice, and so the kids who are getting fucked up, they're like, all right, I'm ready to beat their I've ass. I've had enough of these assholes. Let's just do it. So they go and they fight these townies. Uh, and uh, for beforehand, the guy that can turn into a stone grabs a rock, which I was hoping he was just going to throw the rock. <laughs> that would have been great. He's well, like, this scene... Gonna need this. <laughs> <laughs> this actually doesn't make a... They didn't do this right. Because uh-huh. he picks up the rock, he gets... He takes on the properties he of takes rock. Stone power. Right. Yeah. So then he walks over, and as soon as he gets there, he gets punched in the face, yeah. which causes one of the kids to break their hand. Shouldn't he have shown up and egged the kid on and been like, I'll give you the first punch, tough guy? Yeah. But no. No, it's he just, the, he's just like, he fuck. defended himself. He's <laughs> like, do I'm going to be stone, man. Yeah. <laughs> No, he should. I know where this is going. You should have expected it. And then you should have seen a hand off screen, tap him on the shoulder. He turns around and he just clubs him with the rock. <laughs> Boom. Like, just brains him. Like, the kid's in a fucking coma, man. So now it's townies versus muties. They decide to start beating each other up. And then we cut to the police station where uh, Emma Frost and Banshee have to go in and do their fucking gag again. Right. Like, no, they give a different name this time. No. Well, now when they go in, the cop says, well, it's just kids getting drunk at a carnival and beating each other up. It happens all the time, but we need to know their real names. Oh, that's right. And they give and each, she they says, give that one's Eddie Vedder. Fake Eddie. That one's Eddie Van Halen. That one's Eddie Munster. And that and one's Edward like... Arden, Edward Nigma. <laughs> and we hear a scream off screen from Matt Fewer going, Motherfucker! Hey! Damn it, I am doing a Riddler! And I don't care who knows now! You're stealing my fucking thunder! Uh, so they fool him again to get him out of the out of the prison. But back at the school, Emma's very upset. She's very mad, and she says, "All right, what the fuck happened?" And the stone guy says, "Well, I I became Stone Man before I talked to him, and that's how I broke the guy's fist." Right. She says, "Good, great, glad you told the truth. You're fucking out of here. Get the fuck out of here, you fuck." So then Espinosa Espinosa is like, "Oh, I know how to handle this." He stands he up and says, says, "My captain, okay. my captain." <laughs> I, I'm Spartacus. He was defending me. <laughs> you know, if you're going to kick him out, you better kick me out, and too. And he's like, great and news. And he, like, winks, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's great fine. news. You're fucking gone, too. But, Get your shit. Ah, oh, god damn it. And somebody else raises their hand. <laughs> then all like, of them. Well, take, they all stand up, and she's like, great. We only have six students. We got zero <laughs> students now. Get your shit. Get, Get out. Get the fuck out. Banshee. And all of them are like, geez, that's not how it usually goes in movies. <laughs> But Banshee stops her and says, well, let's, 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 oh, let's oh, why don't we take a moment here? Uh, Lass, uh, he says, we, this a, we have a scam going here. If we don't have any students, we don't get paid, man. <laughs> yeah, we have to send reports to the government that there are kids here. Also, this is a church as well. <laughs> if, if the IRS well, calls, we're a church. We're a church. If you the government and I are calls, married. <laughs> the government calls, we're a school. This, these are all our children, all right? Legally. And how's your Russian accent? Because <laughs> I got another deal going with the Soviets. Banshee says, we got to cut these guys some slack. Emma Frost says, you got you, you to gotta spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what I say. So we got to beat the shit out of these kids. That's what that saying means? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking up, fuck them up. Uh, but it turns out that they'll get in trouble. They're gonna. Oh, I'm gonna make. A, I'm gonna. They're gonna have to listen to me read Finnegan's Wake. That's how <laughs> oh, they're no. gonna get in trouble. 
but instead uh, they're not allowed. They don't, you know, they, they, they're going to be, they're going to be here. They, they, they don't get expelled. Don't, but don't beat any more townies right. fucking heads in we with rocks. To, we have to teach them. If we expel them, we can't teach them anymore. Then she makes some cryptic note to how she let she someone had, else die. Yeah, or she wasn't like that. tough enough before, and then someone got their brain carved open or something. I don't remember. I don't know. Espinoza, meanwhile, then sneaks out after this little talking to to go talk to the girl that he likes, and they have a dance scene like it's the mask. But it's weird. This is terrible. They're in like a jungle scene or something. You had, you told me where they were. You know where they were. They're in front of a rainforest cafe. Yes. It's, it's like a matte painting and it's weird and there's a toucan and you're thinking to yourself, what did the script originally say? What do you think this what do you think the stage direction was originally that it was like they boned down. Espinoza. They're like, well, they're t- we're not going to shoot that, obviously. <laughs> they go to the forest and they fight. Just, we, I just want a single Y that holds on it for four straight minutes as they put a blanket down on the ground and they just really go to town bad on each teenage bodies. humping, all right? They don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> they need... They should have read the instruction manual before anything happened. They Afterwards, they look at each other and say, that was fantastic. And then we get a two shot where they're both like, oh, that's so That was the worst. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. And then they get back in the car and it's a silent drive back to their house. He he. It looks like they're about to kiss before she gets out, but she just gets out. Yeah, and leaves. she just goes. And then she comes back, and you're like, oh, they're going to kiss. And then she grabs her purse, yeah, she's which like, she forgot. forgot this. Got to go. And then... Then he just uh, then we see him just eating a hamburger in his car by himself. Um, so instead they have this weird dance scene. Great, cool, it's dumb. Turns out that she's dreaming, and, and Espinosa is using the dream machine. Right. He's to in her dream. Get in her dreams. As Espinosa sleeps, then Russell visits him. He tries to convince Espinosa. Because Russell's body is at the local insane asylum, and he's catatonic in, in real life. Right. But in the dream world, he's still here, but he needs to reconnect with his actual body. So he tells Espinosa, look, you got to help me out. Even though you saved my life earlier, you have to do it to, for me again. Yes. Because I helped you with that girl. Because I helped you trick that girl into sleeping with you. <laughs> so, so you know, Espinosa's like, uh, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. He's like, look, asshole, here's the deal. I can go into anybody's dreams. I'm going to fuck with your sister. And I'm going to fuck with you. He literally says, I'm going to mind rape your sister. And you're like, oh, oh God. This is like 12. Yes, this is terrible. So then he says, I'm going to mess with them for the rest of your lives unless you go fix this for me. And so Russell or Espinosa's like, fucking fine. fine. God damn it. Jesus, no, I got enough my things fucking ass. to do today. Espinosa then breaks into the mental hospital using his stretching powers. He must have put his other hand over his mouth as he stretched his <laughs> <head>. <laughs> Screaming. She's just hearing bones snap. No, Because his skin can stretch, not his bones. Not his bones. He's stretched his mouth out to like the next county so oh, that he could scream oh, as loud okay. as he wants. <laughs> it's like a droopy cartoon. <laughs> uh, and he, he reconnects Russell, uh, but then Russell's like, thanks, pal. Now I need one more thing. Your brain. <laughs> I don't know how this guy did it, uh, but Russell, who's like a 40-year-old man, overpowered this, you know, healthy, active teenage kid who's got stretching powers. Right. And kidnapped him and then is strapped him to a gurney and is going to like saw his head off. Right. So this is this is where it gets strange because obviously the kid can stretch. Yeah. So if you're you shouldn't be able to 
handcuff or tie somebody down who can stretch. Right. Because they could just stretch. They could elongate their body so and that they can all get the, out yeah, of it. Yeah, the things fall off. Or you just stretch your arm around the guy and punch him in the dick and then leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out. Dick punch. No, you go. He, you he gets him to start monologuing. Yeah. Then there's a knock on the door. He goes. He opens the door. <laughs> it's a fist, and then boom, <laughs> right in the nuts. Emma Espinosa uses his dream powers while uh, he's about to get his head sawed off. He he closes his eyes, and we 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 remember that uh, Emma Frost said, "All you got to do is pretend like you're playing with yourself." <laughs> he's well, I he's can like, do this. Oh, hold on a second. So he closes his eyes, and he shows up like Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's like, he like nods. He looks like a different actor for some reason, yes. in, in a later version than in an earlier version. So we we cut to a close up of him as he ent- whose dream does he enter? He goes to Jubilee. Jubilee. So he goes into Jubilee's dream, and he's like, "Jubilee, help me!" And then we go to a wide shot, and he's just jerking himself off. <laughs> Jubilee's like, she didn't mean literally. <laughs> Said pretend. Just imagine. Imagine that you are. He's like, I'm a I'm a method actor. I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> I go to all in. <laughs> hey, don't argue with the results, okay? We're here. Look, I, I, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. All right. I'm in your dreams. What do you want from me? Uh, Espinoza uh, uses his dreams. They so she gets up and she tells Emma Frost about it. They round up the kids, which I feel like is a mistake. Why? <laughs> They're like one of our kids is in trouble. Apparently, we don't have any other X Men. Uh, this school is a f- fucking front for something. Uh, also. <laughs> You know what? We're we're fighting a dream monster. We should definitely bring Buff. Yeah. And we should definitely bring the guy that can turn into rocks. And you're like, why? What are they? What <laughs> you are want, they going to do? You want all like this? You you want like you want Jean Grey? You want Professor X? All right. You yes. want uh, or just Emma? Just you do it. Yeah. You're just, an adult. You fix it. We're gonna get these children killed. They've been in school for like two days. The checks haven't arrived. <laughs> Yeah the, yeah, the government ain't going to pay us if these kids come back dead, yeah. right? Like, it hasn't been a problem before, right? <laughs> they can die after the census taker comes and shows that they're here. So uh, Emma says, I'm going to open a door to the dream world, all right? I know where Russell is, and we're going to get into the dream world. He doesn't need to be sleeping. The dream world exists regardless of if you're sleeping or not. So I'm going to close my eyes and pretend like, woo, 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 it's all magic. Then, uh, but I'm going to fool him. You see, I'm going to put gonna him in the dream. Russell. I'm going to put him in the dream dimension, even though he's currently in the real world, but he's not sleeping, but it's the, still the dream world, but you can still get killed in the dream world, but you're going to have to come back. So if you see the door open, run out, come the back door. the way you came. Otherwise I'm not sure what will happen, but a thing will happen. So the dream warriors then head off into the dream dimension or some shit is what I have written here. They fight in the dreamscape and it's kind of bad. It sucks. What I have written it's here. It's terrible. So all of the kids have like one moment where they're fighting Russell. Who's like, again, he's this fucking middle-aged guy. And they're like, Oh, he's really strong. Cause he's been in the dream world forever. But instead they like beat him up. So they like throw a rock at him. So they all do the same thing. Uh, rock guy shows up and throws Russell into a wall. Yes. And then Russell's like, ouch. So then he pushes over rock guy. Yeah. And then Buff shows up and she's like, don't you dare. And then she shoves him into a wall. And he's he's like, like, ouch. Ow. And then he throws her around. And then he throws her around. Then and then cool, laser cool, eyes. Cool Cyclops then shoots a, 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 
a pipe that's above him and it kind of swings it down falls near him and he's like and he's like ah hey that's that's, that's the, my pipe that's the hvac <laughs> it's gonna get warm in here now so then he's like man fuck you guys so then uh banshee shows up and he screams really loud and blows him out a brick <laughs> banshee, wall but no no you're leaving out a very important part oh, okay all right the girl whose superpower is being a huge bitch <laughs> yeah. shows up and Russell says, oh, hello, let me go get my Barry White CDs. Oh. And she's like, I'm 12, you <laughs> sick son of a bitch. So she does a front kick. Solid, solid. Oh, move. that's right. It, knock, it and almost knocks him into a furnace. Knocks him into a furnace, which then swings open. And he's like, ah, God. Like, I just, it's... <laughs> This fight scene reminds me of like when dogs get into your house or animal, like a bird flies into your yeah, house and you're just, just like kind of falling ah, over things. Uh, like, get it out, get it out, get it out. Open the window. Yeah, nothing bad necessarily is happening. So then he beats up the girl. So then Banshee shows up and says, you're pretty good at beating up little kids. Why don't you try somebody? And, and I'm like, yeah, little kids that you sent in there. Yeah, remember? Remember this was your you're idea? The, you militarized these children yeah, and you're sent the them adult. off to war. You, and, your, and your whole plan was, okay, you kids go in first. That's right. We're just going to throw wave after wave of wave children. Of child. <laughs> Many get, of you will get, die. He'll get tired. Then we'll come in and sweep him and take him out. Yes, he screams really loud after after he beats up all these children and knocks him out of a brick uh, wall. And there's a revealing that we are in the we, dreamscape. We're in the dreamscape. So, but then we assume that he's fallen to his death. So it's like, well, all's well that ends well. But then a hand shows up. But then it reveals that he's huge. So, so his hand. So he falls and holds on to a piece of brick that is in front of the rear screen projector from Baffled. Yes. And then he's like, I'm huge. Guys. I want to see, see him. I want to see the full body because the hand is normal size. <laughs> yes. But he's huge. But his face so, is huge. So, so does he have a huge head and like a little and body? And a normal body? Or is it just the hand that's tiny, like a T Rex? Oh, uh, no. Like, oh, that's so gross. <laughs> it's gross just to think about. So he calls in. He's like, I want Emma. You bring me Emma or I'll kill all these kids right now. I right. swear to God. So Emma Frost shows up and uh, he, she basically, they, she's like, get out of here. I'm going to fight this guy, but you guys get out of here and I'm going to seal the door and we're going to be trapped in here forever and you guys won't have to deal with them. So Espinosa- And I won't have to deal with you kids. So <laughs> really, win-win. looking forward to this. This is a solution everyone can enjoy. Honestly, I was hoping you would die, but then Banshee showed up a little, like, 10 minutes too early. Espinosa then runs headlong at Russell and then wraps him up in his stretchy and digi- body. Digital arms appear. Uh, and then both of them go careening over the side into the dreamscape, and he they fall forever. And everyone's like- Oh, oh, what a noble sacrifice. Well, let's go. We got to yep. let's go. come on. We got we got class tomorrow. We got shit to do. But then a hand stretches up out of the ether and it's Russell and he stretches himself back up again, not screaming. Not screaming now. So apparently he's all right. He uh, he, he he knocked him off the thing. Why didn't they just throw a rock at him or something? If that's the case, like why not just close the door? Why not just use the dream powers to remove where he was standing? Yeah. Obviously, the the wall disappears, right? Yeah. So just get rid of the floor, and yeah. he's stuck in the dream world or whatever. I don't know. Uh, so he falls forever, but don't worry, Russell saved himself. So everyone gets out of the dream world. He's, and, he's free and, to. And everyone's, and everyone's back there. Free to perv again. Uh, back at the mansion, 
the the kids are sitting around and they're like, "Well, we're we're dumb shit kids." And then they're playing Magic the Gathering, I think. Some kind of weird card game, and you're like, "What the fuck is what this?" Is this? Then uh, Banshee says, "I got something to show you, kids." And then Buff shows up, and she's in in an in an outfit, in a hideous red, in a terrible thing. superhero outfit. And they're like, "What do you think of the new duds?" And in my mind, I'm like, "Oh no, uh, they look I hate like them." Shit. <laughs> she's got like a it's like a it's like a, a one piece. But it's got a big X on the belt, but it and doesn't it has shoulder pads. It doesn't look like the classic like X Men. Doesn't look like anything. It looks like shit. Is what it looks. It like. It looks like she's wearing a sofa. And then at the mental hospital, Russell is catatonic again. He's doing this weird blinking. We zoom in on his eyes, and all we see is the dreamscape. And then mercifully, it's it ends over. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of Generation X. Mark, what did you think of Generation X? Andrew, I'll give it this. I wasn't bored while okay. watching this movie. All right, that's because something. Because so much of it is so fucking weird. It is weird. Uh, the bad guy's plan is to make people fart, apparently. Hell he has, yeah! He has designed a machine that will make people fart. Yes! Uh, our heroes are complex in that they are mind rapists in general yeah Uh, we're supposed to root for them they're all shitty teenagers that suck Mm -hmm. but they have teenage issues like how your boner makes your pants catch on fire yeah oh oh and the other thing is i'm I'm sorry to go back just a second we find out that uh uh cool cyclops tells buff that he didn't mean to turn on his x-ray vision and the fact is is that when it came on he specifically called off their makeout session because he didn't want to see anything. He was like, I, I just wanted to tell you that. Look, Lord knows I don't want to see your weird body. And she's like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Again, that's what everyone wrote in my yearbook. <laughs> don't do anything I want to do. Lord knows we don't want to see your weird, <laughs> weird body. body. Signed, the math department. Oh. And I was like, oh, the entire department. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yes, it's all shitty, weird teenage stuff, and uh, their boners make weird noises. Apparently, yes. And there's farting on cue. <laughs> well, he should have. He should have been like, that should have been his secret weapon, or that should have been their secret weapon. And he's like, uh, he's like, any last words? They're like, yeah. Do you have the time? And he looks at the <laughs> clock, and it's ten, 10 o'clock, o'clock, and he and farts. He shits, so, himself. he shits himself, and he falls over the edge of yeah. the cliff. All right, hold on a now second. We're now we're doing something. something. This is we're coming back around. Uh, ultimately, I think the biggest problem that this thing has is that it is too loyal to its source material. Yes, because shitty villains have shitty plans and get beat up by little kids is like. That's right in 90s Mm X-Men territory. Yeah. And nobody looked around and said, what if we did it good, though? And they're like, no. No, we got purple lights. We got the green lights. The guy's doing a Riddler. Cerebro looks like a TV. And they're like, yeah, but what if? And they're like, nope, nope, nope. No, it's got, we got to, look, man, we're we're shooting at the post house. They have a mixing board and like a big gray box. And that's Cerebro. that's, That's also a thing is that like in this time period, all computers look like random shit. 
Yeah, it's all so it's wires I could and keyboards. I could easily imagine the set designer holding up a splash page of X-Men and you and then pulling it down and it's an exact <laughs> replica. It's like that wall's purple, that one's green, there's wires and dumb shit everywhere. And even though it's an advanced computer, it has a dot matrix printer well, coming out of the side of it. I You're think, like, sure, I guess. I think they wanted, because they looked at Batman and Batman Forever. Batman and Forever. And they're like, that's campy as hell. What if we do like. Visually assaultive. What if we do a campy version, but it's got teenage issues and we just mash them together. Right. And so it'll be like Batman for in the 1960s, but with boners and weird farts. And terrible bad guys. And kids love farts. I mean. Matt- also, we talked about this. At 10 o'clock, you're all going to fart is terrible. Uh-huh. If you want to be afraid of this bad guy, it should be at 10 o'clock, it's ha- you're going to forget to breathe. No, it should And then they're dying. It or been, it at 10 be- o'clock, you're going to kneel before me. That's one. Or it should be at 10 o'clock, one of you is going to do something very surprising. And then one of them pulls out a gun and threatens to shoot the president of the board. Right. And then it turns out that I, the gun's a water gun. I must kill the, the pres- queen. Uh, the queen <laughs> of the board. <laughs> Uh, yes, and then he pulls out a gun, but it turns out it's a water gun, and then Matt Fewer's like, the, the options are limitless. <laughs> and then they all look at him like he's psychotic, but he's actually he got power. Right. And or so they're like, we it's... have to arrest him. Instead, we all farted at the same time. <laughs> the man's unhinged. You got to get him off the streets. Look, he has power, and he uses it to make us fart? <laughs> Obviously, I don't know if he's crazy or just an idiot. <laughs> Can it be both? I guess. I think what they're, and it makes me wonder if Generation X became like a show, would Matt Fewer be like their Joker that he would constantly, where every single situation you're like, well, he's dead. Yeah. But then somehow the next episode, he's he's fine. Like he's, he somehow fell off a cliff and then now he's back again and he's doing his Joker stuff. Or is it, is he part of the gallery? I'm assuming he'd be part of the gallery. Yeah. Or would it be the monster of the week and they just bring in another character actor to do a Riddler? To do a Riddler. That's always a Riddler, <laughs> right? And they're like, we're going to get you this time, Magneto. And he's like, oh, and oh, he's doing will weird, you? weird voices and backflips. Somebody stop me, <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> ah, yes. Too much iron in the blood. And then he pulls the iron out of him. That's in the actual movie. That actually happens. There are parts of that movie that are not good. The first one's pretty good. The second one's okay. Third one's garbage. The third one, the one where he lifts the bridge and he does the... Yes. Yeah, that one is not good. The third one is where he says, I'm the juggernaut bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're watching the movie and you're like, don't say it. Please don't, don't say, say it. it. Please don't like, say it. I'm the juggernaut bitch. You're like, ah, oh, that thing from the internet from 10 all, years ago. I hate everybody. Um... Yeah, would this? So the question to ask though is, do you think if this got picked up as a television series, would it work as a television series? Possibly, but you in, need in 1996. No, no. You maybe, need... maybe I don't know. I, I mean, it's like you need the kids to have more distinct powers. The fact that there's five of them, right? Six, right? There's six of them. So Jubil- so Jubilee, Jubilee Jubilee shoots fireworks that are in, that don't do anything. Are ineffective. It's basically dropping a firecracker on the ground and being right. like, ah, oh, what do you think of that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a superhero. Jubilee has that. Yeah, set off the L- fucking sprinklers again. Laser eyes. He's has cool. laser eyes. He's, he's got an X-ray vision. And that comes. Buff in. is super strong. Yes. Then the rest of them 
Okay, and then one guy's super stretchy. But you is, have is another a person, idiot. <laughs> but is a weak-willed idiot who is Ooh. mind raping women and breaks his arms every time he uses ah! super. <laughs> this is the most pain ever imaginable. Uh, and then all of them have psychic powers. Yeah, and all of them are strong. Yeah, and you're like, well, what is the point? <laughs> like, why do they all have super have the same group of powers? Mm-hmm. Uh, could it be good? No, probably not. This reminds me of the uh, X-Men, not Days of Future Past. What's the one? First Class. Yes, exactly. And But First Class is saved by the fact that most of the Peter movie is not just... the kids. Yes, because the kids get mowed down pretty fucking fast. And it's lame and it sucks. And you're like, I just want to see young. I want to see Magneto, the the Nazi hunter is what I want to see. see Charles Xavier walking around doing stuff. And I want to see Magneto and them kicking ass and trying to recruit Wolverine. He tells them to fuck off. Yeah, I don't want to see a bunch of little brats. That I don't know. That I don't care about. And one of them eats a bomb and then dies. (laughs) Yes, one of them gets a fireball shoved down his throat and dies. And may, what 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 if that happened here? Hmm, think uh, about it. I would have loved this movie much more if Stretch Armstrong had a grenade shoved down his throat. <laughs> so I think uh, I think it probably would have been expensive to produce, unless it was one of those situations. It's the same thing with like all these other superhero shows that it's like if there's something that they can do that's incredibly superhero-y they're not going to be doing it a ton all right because yes. we, we ain't paying for stretch unless it's uh uh practical effects where it's like a fake see, arm yeah comes we in. see him reach and then he reaches behind like a like a, a filing cabinet yeah. and then his and hands another on the hand comes yeah <laughs> that's like a different race <laughs> i always wear these gloves let me just put on the <laughs> like it's a it's a devil hand all of a sudden like, that's what we had in the prop department and i'm confident know. that they were like we want them if they were going to do the fight scenes they would put them in the spandex outfits because then they'd be easy they'd be able to hide the stunt people yes easier than yes. if they were in their clothes or whatever kids clothes yeah, it's um, it's a it's a bad the action show. Sucks. I feel like it'd be expensive. It and, looks bad, and the the writing is also not great also either. terrible. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that Matt viewers like swinging for the fences because again, here's the deal: if they were if they came to him and they're like, "We're doing a prime time comic book show," like the touchstone is the '60s Batman. So it's like, is he make doing... it big? Yeah, exactly. He's gonna show up because if you watch um. Uh, uh, who it was? Um, who was who played the Riddler in the '60s version of Batman? Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorshin is like he's playing for the he's swinging for the fences. Yes. Same thing with uh, Cesar Romero, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, as as the Joker, uh, Vincent Price as Ighead. Yes, everyone everyone is playing big because they're like it's supposed to be it's a fun, big cartoon dumb thing, it's big dumb right? and fun. He well, he's like there's no. The, it's a also, terrible day to get rid of a bomb. He's running down the street with a fucking cartoon ah! bomb over his head. Also, you have to look at, like, yes, one year ago, they made the biggest fucking, like, they had Tommy Lee Jones playing the Joker, basically, yes, as, Two-Face, as Two-Face. And they had goddamn Robin Williams dancing all over no, the screen. They, they did not have Robin not Williams. Robin Williams. Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey dancing all over the screen. And that it, that was, like, the highest grossing movie of the year. Yes. So they had to have been like, this is what people, people want. People want big campy stuff. And so we're going to put in teenage soap opera horse shit. To eat while up we, screen time. While we paint over it with bad Irish accents and over-the-top villains. And that's the show. Right. But I think it. 
I don't but, think the two of them don't the two of them can't work together because there's the disinterested, disaffected teenage subculture that was pervasive through the nineties, and then campy, over the top horse shit that comes from the nineteen sixties Batman, and they are so at odds with each other that it doesn't work. Right. Because you can't be like, oh, I love campy over the top stuff, and then also be like, I'm disaffected and blase and listen to nothing but grunge music and uh, fuck the world. I hate everything. It doesn't work that way. No. It's either one or the other. Yeah. Either they're really into it and then go over the top with it, or it's you, this you gritty get and dark gritty thing. emo sh- horse shit. It's one or the other. So I think that's, that's where the issue lies. Also, this is a 90-minute movie, which... I they have I have to imagine that they wrote this as a sixty minute thing, and that's why you have dumb stuff like the dance sequence, where like we have to eat up. This time. could easily been pared down into a forty four minute right. thing. It could have been a lot tighter. Yes, there's a lot of scenes that just seem to kind of go nowhere, and you're like, why did we do that? What? Why did they dance? Why were they? Did they? Why dance? were they naked? Why? Yes. Why? I and I. It's like. They're like it's for the Fox Network. Zazz it up. They got to be naked, all right. She got to take off her. She got to take off her clothes. Cause we got to see bear. We got to see raw back, hot, hot, hot back, hot, hot bear back action. Not as hot as you might think that <laughs> phrase is, but you know, think about it. So I don't think Generation X works. Uh, it would have been interesting to see them try this as a series. I think it's better than Baffled for sure. Absolutely. But um, I'm glad that they waited, and now we're in this Marvel Renaissance. So maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to bring Gen X out of mothballs. And... Well, they're doing New Mutants, which is a movie that has been delayed for three years. Now, is that fuck Batman or is that? No, uh... that's Titans. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> New Mutants is the movie starring like the dude from uh, Stranger Things and the girl from Game of Thrones. Oh, that big flower monsters in a movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, All the right. Demogorgon. Okay. <laughs> He plays the mom. Oh, so it's okay. we're we're all very excited. Uh, Andrew, yeah. what are we watching next? Next week? time, we're gonna look forward to something I think might be pretty good, uh, and uh, it sounds a little something like this. All right, we better get going. There's only a couple hours of daylight left. Come on, Anne. Anne, is that her name? We don't know, but she looks like an Anne. <laughs> Starring A&E's own Peter Graves. Peter Graves. This uh, is exciting. This is going to be, it's, it's, 
It's uh, something, it's a post-apocalyptic world, and Peter Graves is going to get to the bottom of it, asking the, 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 important, -hitting the important questions. Where have all the people gone? Where is Peter Graves' career gone? Andrew, I'm going to make a bet with you right now. Do we find out where the people have gone? $5 yeah. says, in the first hour, somebody says, where have all the oh, people gone? Okay. Uh, well, it's a 90 minute. So you think it's so it's two, you, you want to say in the, the first half? I would in say the first half in the first in the first 45 minutes. You're going to bet me five dollars that somebody says, where have all the people gone? Yes. Uh, I'll take that. Bet. All right. I'll take that bet. <sighs> it's going to be great when a minute 46 happens. No. And then Peter like, where have all the people gone? Well, it's going to there's going to be a fight because where have all is going to be at oh, 45, it's got the 59. Complete, no, complete phrase. It's, it's got to be, be the whole gotta phrase. Be it's got to be the whole phrase that pays the place for days. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Well, uh, speaking of the phrase that pays and plays for days, uh, you have been listening to TV Movie Night. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can always go to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or you can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. Again, you can always leave reviews there. If you would like to know more about the show, we are at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. But again, soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast is the website you want to go to. Mark. Anything else about Generation X? Andrew, I'd like you to remember. Hi, diddly hey. No. Tura. No. Lou.